Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Conspiracy Farm, where we don't start the conspiracies, we just add the water. And now, your host of the most state-of-the-art, most informed podcast on the interweb, I present to you, Pat Militage and Jeffrey Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for... Sweet. Well, let's do this thing, gentlemen. Uh, today, another episode of The Conspiracy Farm. I'm, as always, your host. Co-host. I do always do that. Mr. Jeffrey Wilson, coming live and direct with my co-host, UFC Hall of Famer, Mr. Pat Milicic. What's up, Patrick? Not much, but, you know, you keep calling yourself the host, and, and you know, you're going to have to quit hogging the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know I have my other <laughs> podcast, so that's like my spiel, so it's like... My co-host, Mr. UFC Hall of Famer, Pat Militage, the reason for this season, ladies and gentlemen. Today, we're going to, man, chop it up with a very interesting individual who has just taken the interweb by storm in the last month or so. It's very, very interesting to see uh, how this whole thing has gone down. He uh, his, his, his journey began at Wash U University during the presidential debate with Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, and he was the gentleman in the red sweater, the red Izod sweater, asking the question. Uh, we'll talk about the question he asked. Mr. Ken Bone is joining us today. Mr. Bone, how are you, sir? I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me on the show. Well, absolutely, man. Thank you for taking the time. Have things calmed down a little bit for you? Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a little slower than it was. I'm only doing like two or three interviews a day now, which is uh, a far cry from the 20 to 30 I was doing the first week. I mean, do you, do you, and you have a regular job? Yeah, I actually got to be there uh, in about five hours. Okay, okay, because doing twenty interviews a day—that's nuts. While you're while you're not at work, right? Yeah, I used up all my uh, vacation time for the rest of the year doing all that kind of stuff. So now I actually got to go. Your boss is like, "We don't care who you think you are, brother. You still got to take your vacation time like everybody else." Yeah, so this has been cool, but it's not like I'm out promoting the company, so yeah. that doesn't count as work. Um, so what is it that you do? What is it in your in your real world? What, what do you do for a living, sir, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, I'm a control room operator at a power plant. So, uh, it's kind of like being a producer in the entertainment world. You uh, you coordinate with every department. You kind of you know, keep the plates spinning behind the scenes, and then when something bad happens, you jump in front of it and keep it from turning into a disaster. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So that kind of lends itself to why the question that you asked um, as a, in the debate. What was that question that you asked? It was kind of in, energy related. Yeah, I was asking them uh, how do we protect the environment, but at the same time we don't put all of our fossil power plant workers out on the street. Like, what do we do with those people? And that's kind of uh, that was quite a bit of what Donald Trump was talking about. Uh, you know, jumping on and utilizing clean coal. Um, and getting the power plants back up, getting the steel, and getting the uh, companies and factories back up. Yeah, he was, uh, you know, uh, Donald Trump's all about uh, coal energy. You know, it kind of built the infrastructure of this country. Uh, we recognize the need for uh, renewable energy and how that's coming down the pike, but it's going to take probably 20 years to rebuild our infrastructure to get there. So we need to have you know, cleaner burning coal power plants like mine uh, built in the meantime. Maybe you need to uh, hop on the old uh, Trump cabinet, man, Department of Energy over there. You need to get at him. Well, you know, I never officially endorsed any candidate before the election, but if you wanted to offer me a job, I mean, anybody wants to offer me a job, I'll, uh, I'll hear him out. Now, Ken, I, I'm, it sounds to me anyway like, and I don't know if you'll even answer this, but it sounds to me like you voted for Trump. Well, I'm not telling anybody who I voted for. Uh, you know, I live in the state of Illinois, and it went uh, it went Clinton anyway. So uh, I'll never say that your vote doesn't make a difference because your vote does send a message. But no matter which way I voted, it definitely would not have swung the state of Illinois. Uh, but now that uh, President-elect Trump is the winner, I'm definitely going to give him all my public support. Well, that's cool. Very cool. Well, that's, that's obviously, you know, the cool, obviously mature thing to do, and I wish other people would take a page from that. Um, that was really kind of cool thing that I thought, uh, Ken, other than just like this kind of automatic celebrity that you got that found, I, found, I found very interesting. But you had a message. There was some substance to what you were talking about. You really were trying to impart a message to the people to really go out and take part in the in the voting process, in the electoral process. Don't just be on the sidelines. Be a part of it. 
Yeah, like I made some money and I had some opportunities and did a lot of fun stuff. But uh, I tried to put a lot of emphasis on raising money for charities and getting people out to the polls and making their voice heard. Like I got to participate in this debate totally at random. Uh, you get picked randomly by the Gallup poll. And I thought, man, I got to have my voice heard just because of random chance. You know, I can use this as uh, a platform to tell other people that they can make their voice heard by getting out and talking about the issues and going to the polls. Which is a cool message, and obviously it resonated, man. The numbers, obviously. I, I've i even said on this show, and Pat even had to check me, I thought the establishment, you know, as established as they are, was going to go for Hillary and go down fighting and swinging and um, do whatever they could to elect her. And what I saw that night, like uh, the election night, I was just, like everyone else, I was really kind of blown away. Yeah, I think we saw uh, a lot of inaccuracy in the polls, probably because there was like this stigma. If you said you were voting Trump, uh, a lot of people would jump on you and call you hateful or a bigot, you know, even sure. if you were voting for economic issues. So people were like, well, I don't really want to deal with that, so I'm just not going to tell anybody who I'm voting for either. So a lot of people didn't want to say who they were voting for or just didn't answer pollsters, and then they showed up and voted, and they made the difference. In huge numbers, man. I was just like, I think I think social media it showed the power of social media, and I think on top of that, um, where where Trump has Stephen Bannon now, kind um, of running the show for him along along with Priebus, you know, it shows with with Bannon coming from Breitbart that um, alternative media has really has a massive amount of power right now because people want to hear the hear the truth. They don't want to hear mainstream media uh, piping you know, a lot of misinformation to them. Yeah, social media, it's like the best and worst thing about it <laughs> is that it doesn't necessarily get filtered through a giant uh, corporate infrastructure. Well, so you have to that's, watch that's, what that's, it says sometimes because it might not always necessarily be true, but then again, things from the mainstream media might not necessarily be true either. Exactly. Well, that's the, that's the thing, Ken, is we pretty much, we, we at least take a 50-50 shot on the, on the social media. We know it's not true coming from mainstream media for the most part. Yeah, there's, uh, we definitely have a lot of media outlets with an agenda because you can't make money anymore uh, reporting the news unless you have an angle. You can't just be a, a fact reporter and stay on the air. Well, I mean, well, what I mean, like what we saw like, towards the end of this uh, election, you know, the whole Donna Brazil, you know, feeding so many people, like a couple people were feeding uh, Hillary questions pre-debate. I mean, it was just so blatant how that marriage was between the media and the political apparatus it, it's it's pretty scary in fact yeah i was shocked to see that i mean that's uh uh donna brazil's had a great career and then to show that kind of lack of journalistic integrity uh that, that really kind of made me sad actually yeah that definitely i mean i don't know if that's exactly what she's going to be known for but she was definitely let go from uh from CNN, how she's still the head of the DNC, I'm not quite sure. But uh, well, I, I mean, that's 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 a give. I mean, you think of Wasserman Schultz getting fired from the DNC and then getting a job with Hillary Clinton. Um, you know, the, the, it's a revolving door. The, yeah, the, it's it's just like Monsanto and the FDA and all the other. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. just that's that's the way it is. Um, I, I think the DNC is about to see a big shakeup. You're going to see uh, a lot of new leadership. Uh, here in the next few weeks, probably. Well, what worries me about that shakeup is that Elizabeth Warren was just, what was it, yesterday or the day before, uh, meeting with George Soros. So now uh, she's she's now his uh, under his wing even more now that now that Hillary didn't succeed. So uh, Soros is still trying to have his hand in that in that left wing agenda and and funding it with massive amounts of money. So you know, look for Warren to be their front runner. Um, coming up in the next election, I, I guarantee it. I, I almost guarantee it. And they're going to go further left. I see that happen. But uh, something you know you can really watch though is because of the social media aspect that we already talked about. Uh, the money doesn't matter as much anymore. Obviously, True. it makes a difference. But uh, Hillary spent about double what Donald Trump did, and uh, look where it got her. And you I, know, I think this they is, spent. A, no, I'm sorry, they spent about a billion dollars, right? Yeah, it's huge, man. I mean, it just it outspent Trump big time, big league, in fact. But I, I think this goes to an overall paradigm shift in what we're expecting now from our political leaders. We don't want necessarily the teleprompter reading, you know, just scandal-ridden 
insiders, you know, is as ugly as it is, a lot of a lot of people want something fresher and newer, and that's what kind of Donald Trump symbolizes, even though it's not the the prettiest uh, picture in the world. I wanted to ask you, Ken, in the recent days, we're seeing and we're hearing this conversation about like election, um, you know, election season Trump when he was running candidate Trump, and then you know, President elect Trump has really kind of changed his tune on a couple of things, particularly immigration. Uh, sound like he's reeled in the roundup talk, which is cool. I'm not necessarily talking roundup stuff. And even Hillary on some of the Sunday morning shows reeled in the special prosecutor talk and was like, I like Hillary. I don't want to hurt Hillary. Is that not a serious 360 on what he was, or 180 on what he was talking about? Uh, you know, there's definitely a big softening of his tone, but, uh, I think that might just be to try to, make the American public a little more comfortable. When you say things like you're going to put your political opponent in jail, um, it makes some people uncomfortable. It makes them think of, like, you know, the Khmer Rouge or something like that, uh, which obviously we're not at that point. And uh, I don't know if we need a special prosecutor for Secretary Clinton. I think we just let, uh, you know, the, the justice system play out normally and see what happens there. And if there is anything to be found, they'll find it. And if not... Uh, hopefully we can forget about the whole mess and move well, on. Well, they tried yeah. to, you know, those mechanisms tried to go down with the Department of Justice and the FBI. You know, they, you know, FBI was going towards the Clinton, um, well, I guess they still are, the Clinton Foundation and, and the Department of Justice kind of stifled that. So, you know, these, these separate branches of government are supposed to be separate for the checks and balances aspect, but clearly, you know, there's some, there's some crossing of the streams here. And I think at very least, we're going to find out if Hillary was truly being protected. Um, by the Department of Justice and the FBI. Yeah, you know, there were a lot of people who I'm sure were were fearful for the future political climate when it looked like Secretary Clinton was going to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that she didn't win, uh, hopefully President-elect Trump doesn't, like, lean on them and force them to prosecute when they shouldn't. Uh, I, I hope he'll just let it play out now that there's no real pressure from the Clinton side, and we'll see if there's anything to it. And if not, uh, like I said, it can just be over with. I don't think I, I don't necessarily, and you guys might differ in this opinion, but I don't see Trump as necessarily a vindictive guy in this given situation. I don't think he has a reason to be. I think what Ken's saying is is true that he's probably going to just let it play out and see what happens and not even worry about it. I think he's more worried, um, you know, about about our economic system, you know, about our economics and and make it, turning this country's economy around because when you when you pull back the the uh, the black blanket that's covering it that that's you know it's been hidden from us. I, I think that people would realize that it's it's in pretty bad shape. Well, yeah, it, it wouldn't make good political sense to go after Hillary anyway because she's not a threat, and you'd basically be spending political capital and you know calling in favors for no political gain. So unless he really feels like she's a threat to the nation, and I don't think that she is, and I don't think that he thinks that. Uh, I, I don't see him putting a lot of pressure on. What, what do you well, think the reaction they, is for, from his core then, from the from the cats who were like ravenous, lock her up, lock her up? You know, what's what's the impact on that? I mean, I mean hopefully he can uh, just kind of placate those people by by letting the process play out the way it's supposed to, letting it be investigated fairly. And you know, I know a lot of people probably won't be satisfied like that because they're howling for blood, but. Uh, well, and there's, and there's a pretty huge amount of evidence, you know, there's quite a, you know, election can't, you know, I know it's over, but I mean, there's still, I mean, we're talking pedophilia and classified, you know, it's, you know, it's more than just political, you know, upsmanship in my opinion. It's, it's about accountability at this point, but yeah. you know, yeah, if, uh, if a lot of the things, uh, that have been pointed to, you know, actually happen and we have evidence of that, Anthony Weiner needs to go to jail. Uh, that's for sure. And anybody who was sheltering him needs to be prosecuted also, but we'll just have to find out how deep it goes. Right. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people, I think there's going to be a lot of people implicated in it, Ken. (laughs) Like I said, in the last last couple of episodes, I don't don't know if it'll go all the way to the top, but I think there are quite a few people that were trying to shield him for, you know, political purposes. And uh, I hope they'll be brought to justice. Well, and they are also taking part. What were those parties called, Pat, with the cake, with the nasty stuff in it? Spirit cooking. Spirit cooking. I don't know if you heard about that, Ken. The 
some of the information that came out in the emails about the spirit cooking and some of the kind of twisted parties they had with like mock child sacrifice and it's interesting that, stuff. That was that was pedestrian, uh, folks. That's pretty messed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so that's, what's, that's Hillary's camp. That's Hillary's. That's yeah. Hillary's camp. I mean, Podesta was running the show for her. And that's, that's not even talking about stuff. Jeffrey Epstein and and uh, what is it called, the Lolita Express and the the parties with the kids. Hey, there. You know, some of the emails actually read. You know, the pool's warm. There's such and such name, age seven, such and such name, age ten, such and such name, age six. Six. Like you have plenty of entertainment. I mean, it's just diabolical stuff and i'm anxious to see if they do take it there because the obviously the paper trail and the evidence shows it goes there i wonder if the investigating forces will will go there as well but we digress it is president-elect trump what's your prognosis man what do you think do you think he's do you think uh you know obviously i hear a lot of talk about people you know give him a chance give him a chance which is cool it's the adult way to approach it what are your thoughts on the next four years well uh, i hope that he will uh appoint people Based on their their prowess in their area to cabinet positions, and uh, avoid appointing people for political favors. I mean, Rance Priebus, uh is well, he's not a moderate guy; he's a very conservative guy. But he's he's always shown himself to be fair running the RNC, and he's done a great job. So hopefully, he'll make a great uh, chief of staff, and we'll just have to see who we get in key cabinet positions. Uh, hopefully relatively moderate people who are experts in the field and not somebody's uncle or you know a big political donor well you hear how it's shaping up so far uh giuliani's attorney general uh newt gingrich secretary of state i mean obviously these are just rumored positions or assignments yeah newt, newt gingrich uh i mean he's he's got a lot of foreign policy experience he's been out of the game for a little while but he'll probably be good uh, rudy giuliani i think is an excellent pick for attorney general uh he knows the justice system inside and out uh, he cleaned up New York. I think he can clean up the justice system. And then, of course, that baits the whole thing. He ran as an outsider, and then he appoints a bunch of insiders. I don't know. You know. Well, and Ben Ben Carson, ben Carson turned down a, a position at what HHS. Oh, really? Yeah, he turned it down. Said he didn't have enough experience in in uh, the public uh, sector. And I thought, dude, you were running for president. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, I hadn't heard that. That's. Uh, that's wild. I, I think, uh, you know, Dr. Carson probably would be good. Maybe not for a top level, maybe not as like a Surgeon General or something, but uh, definitely a higher level, uh, like boots on the ground kind of job with HHS. Right, and he lived, he, lived a, he lived a tough life of, you know, of poverty and had a great mother, luckily, that forced he and his brothers to, to give book reports. That's amazing. That, that had to be an amazing woman. She couldn't even read, forced them to read books give book reports on all the books and act like she graded them. Interesting. That's a cool mom, dude. Yeah. That's, that's a mom that saw into the future. Right? Exactly. She kid. That's awesome. Well, yeah, Pat, you got any more questions for Mr. Bohm before we let him slide? Nope, I'm good. Ken, thank you very much for being here, buddy. Well, thanks for having me on. It's been a blast. Uh, you guys have a great show. Well, yeah, you too. And another another point, man. You you know something has come from this, man. You are you know quarter of a million, if not more, Twitter followers. You got yourself. And I'm not going to get into your financial business, but you got yourself, I believe, a deal with Izod. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, sponsorship deals like uh, you guys probably know they don't pay as much as the internet seems to think that they do. Right. You know, you do one commercial, you're not going to retire. But uh, I've made some money. It's been a great time. Uh, I'm at KenBone18 on Twitter if anybody wants to check me out. And I just launched my uh, YouTube channel today, uh, The Bone Zone on YouTube. So if anybody <laughs> wants to check me out, I've got my intro video on there. That's awesome. That is fantastic, man. Yeah, way, way to take advantage of it, man. It's uh, it's cool. You're a good guy. You're an insightful guy. And, you know, you obviously care um, about your country, man. And uh, we all appreciate you, brother. I'm just going to keep going as long as I can do some good and as long as it's fun, and then I don't have to anymore because i got a career and a house and a job and a kid and all that stuff. See? There you go. There you go. All right, Ken. Best of luck to you, buddy. Enjoy it. All right. Thanks this is you guys. Have a good one. Thank you, sir. This has been Mr. Ken Bone on the show. Thank you. I appreciate him for joining us, man. That was pretty sweet. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. It? We're going to take a quick break, and uh, me and Pat are going to close out the show with a little chit-chat. Uno momento. 
This segment of the Conspiracy Farm is brought to you by Firehorse Combatives. Firehorse Combatives is cutting edge, real world training that combines the knowledge of the cage, street, and battlefield that can be tailor made to fit job specifics. Firehorse Combatives has trained everyone from local, state, and federal law enforcement to all branches of the military and special forces groups attached to those military branches. Even corporate executives seek Firehorse expertise in how to survive dangerous encounters during business trips abroad. Firehorse courses are for doers in society, and all of their material has been proven in the real world because there is no room for theory in a fight. If it doesn't work, Firehorse doesn't teach it. Go to www.firehorsecombatives.com to find out more about the best in law enforcement and military defensive tactics and combatives. Yeah, that was that was pretty sweet, man. Mr. Bones stopping by the show, man. That guy's had a world whirlwind of uh, a life over the last couple months, man. Crazy. Yeah, not something that he expected, I'm sure, but you know, good for him to. Uh, and and the way he approached it, obviously, was was not the way I would have approached it. I would have been <laughs> pro Trump, um, or, or at least anti Hillary. The the you know with my with my question, and and I could have asked the exact same question that he asked about the energy sector, and and been anti-Hillary, right? Because she's, in in past speeches, swore to kill the, the coal industry. Yeah, and somehow I don't think you would have made it through like the initial screening of the, the, potential, <laughs> the, the potential guests up there. But no, yeah, it's cool. I mean, like I said, I, that morning, that next day he was on, man, I saw his like Twitter explode. He's got an IZOD deal. I mean, like I said, he's not making too much money. Wait a but... minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Go, go, back, go back to that um, disparaging comment you made about me. What? <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. The if, they, if they're like, okay, let's <laughs> let's look up everyone's dossier. Let's check everyone's shit. What's going on? What's going on? Oh, Pat, Pat Militich, he co-hosts a show called The Conspiracy Farm. Well, let's give this a listen and see what this is about. Hmm. <laughs> Somehow we don't think we want to put this next to, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't think. That's what this I could, meant. This could blow up in network news's face. Yes, this could get bad. Let's put this gentleman, this nice, round, <laughs> red, innocent, harmless-looking gentleman named Ken Bone. <laughs> but yeah, man. So what do you think, bro? I mean, it's uh, I've been I, I uh, everyone's saying Trump trolled the world or Trump trolled us. Like, do you you think he's just gonna completely flip? And what's the Hillary thing, man? Like, what? You not? I don't want to hurt her. She's she's a good person. Like what? No, I look look. This is what he said. Think about it though, dude. He is great. He's a great and a smart businessman. He's not going to come out and and just say, right. "Oh yeah, we're prosecuting." Yeah. He's yeah. not going to do that. He's going to let like like Ken was suggesting um, or alluding to that he thought you know Trump would probably let it play out, and I think that's a, he he's got bigger things to worry about now. Sure. And and as Ken said too, he's he's right on. He's a smart guy, obviously. Yeah. You know. Uh, Clinton is no longer a threat. I mean, just think about. Do you think what, so, dude? Hillary Clinton. Dude, dude what leverage do, do the Clintons have anymore? I mean, she's Even, just she's but, just connected like that. I mean, that's yeah, but but dude, she was only connected because she had power. She has zero power now. She doesn't control the State Department. She's not running for president. She she what what favors can she get now? Who is going to donate money to the Clinton Foundation and for what? They're not going to get any favors anymore, dude. Right, yeah. So so I think that well's going to dry up. Sure, it's a couple billion dollars and it's sitting over in, in Cutter, a Cutter Bank or whatever, but um, it's there's there's no juice left. They have no juice. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be anxious to see, man. She, she, and this is, I'm dating, people probably don't, won't know what this reference means, but there was a show called Rome on HBO several years ago. And there was uh, Julius Caesar's, I think, niece or something. Her name was Atia, Atia of the Julii. And she was like the most conniving. I mean, from behind the scenes was just like doing the most Machiavellian, horrible shit, just knocking people off, poisoning everyone. I mean, she was just a nasty that chick. That familiar. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. But she was doing this all from, <clears throat> from like in the cut, man, from like laying, from not being a public person. So... Yeah, and this was even after Caesar died too, because that was kind of the same thing. Caesar died, so she lost her juice, but she was still, you know, was married to the right person. You know, it's interesting to see how this will play out, dude, because I, I can't see the Clintons just going away. But I do feel what you're saying; their their power has been significantly diminished. Yeah, and what Trump was saying though, in terms of moving forward from here, you know, when he was asked by um, 
morning uh, a morning show um, set of anchors, you know, about the situation in the Middle East. You know, they they started talking about, um, you know, Assad, how evil he was, Putin, how evil he was, and Trump goes, "Listen, man." He goes, I'm not saying they're great guys. It remains to be seen if I'm going to get along with Putin. I probably will get along with him because it, it benefits both of our nations. But he goes, this administration and Hillary Clinton were arming terrorists, evil people, um, like we've been saying for the past year, um, raising hell about it. And Trump's telling these people on network news, look, we've been arming these evil people, taking out Gaddafi, taking out Saddam Hussein, and now trying to take out Assad. For what reason? He's not going to come out and say it like we are, right? He doesn't right. want to make the he doesn't want to make the global bankers his enemy right away. Um, he's he's hoping not to get knocked off that quick, but um, you know he he's alluding to it and he's saying, look, had the politicians gone to the beach and just laid on the beach that day instead of voting or choosing um, to go in and kill Saddam Hussein, Gaddafi, and now Assad, how much better off would we be right now? How much better off would the world be? Europe would not be being flooded with millions. What is it? Fourteen million refugees now. Right. I mean, that's not even that, talking about the millions of dead people from you know the combined wars of Afghanistan, Iraq. Dude, exactly. The 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 boat is about to capsize in Europe, dude. And and none of that would be happening if it weren't for the for these bullshit wars and 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 overthrowing these dictators. Yeah. That's you know, what so we we've talked about in Trump's, another episode. Wesley target, Clark. Man. Wesley Clark and his yeah. going to the Pentagon saying, you know, five countries in seven years or whatever it was. Like, this is, if people want to go YouTube that video, Wesley Clark, uh, five countries in five years or something like that. And the timetable is off. Five countries in five years. Yeah, yeah. the timetable's been off, but we're talking about the same countries that they were talking about taking out years ago. Right. And this even goes back to the project for a new American century, which is, is even before, you know, that's in the 90s. So what this does, dude, this, if, if from what I'm hearing from Trump right now, in the early stuff that he's talking about, um, this sets the globalists back a lot. So are they going to sit back and be patient? You know they're working behind the scenes already, as as I said, with Soros meeting with, with uh, Pocahontas, um, Elizabeth Warren, trying to get, uh, trying to get her <laughs> under his wing. And what, what are you laughing about? I, I didn't think – I was like, Pocahontas, but that's right. She's the one who said, like, she's got Indian or something like that. She's faux Pocahontas. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. She, what, what it, you know, what are they – she she um she lied to get the job at Harvard, right? Yeah. We already know that. She's not she has no Native American blood in her veins whatsoever. I'd love to see a DNA report. Have somebody do a DNA check on her. You know it's bullshit. Um but you know, all of these people that what is it they they associate or they men that think they're women can go to the women's bathroom. Or right. I, I identify with Identify. Okay. You know, it's so Here's what I'm thinking. So I just got, I keep getting these letters um, where I have to fill out paperwork on my business, uh, military fighting systems, because they want to know, you know, uh, is it minority owned? Is it this? Is it that? Well, um, in terms of, I'm registered with the government to train military uh, and agency people, right? So can I then, because um, people can identify with different races and sexes now and, and all this, Jeff, can I? Would it be okay if I identified as an African American and was then registered as a min- minority-owned business and and was able to obtain business because of that? Well, uh, well, I don't even remember her name. The chick, the NAAC chick, who was the black, the white black chick for years. <laughs> she was white. She yeah, was, that's what I'm saying. Black. Like she was white, but like put the black on. I'm just like <laughs> that was Rachel Dolezal. There you go. Yeah. And as I said, Rachel Dolezal. She she doesn't deserve reparations if the government decides to pay those out to African Americans, does she? No, God, no. Come on. Right. So this is this is what I'm saying about this. These loony left bastards. Anyway, we. But back to Elizabeth Warren. She's a she's a nut job, dude. But. Uh, Soros has picked her. Uh, they're going to go further. Prepping? They're going to go further left, dude. More free stuff. I guarantee it. What about uh, Michelle? I hear they're prepping Michelle for a possible move. I don't even though she's you know never really held public office, but look, dude, you know that's the double whammy. Right. She's a she's a woman and she's African American. Right. Seriously, dude. That's you know, that could be the play. That I mean, the- yeah, and they'd have that Obama juice back. You know what I mean? Look, that's what they desperately need. I mean, they don't. I mean, like I said, it's been such a shakeup on both sides. You know, Donald shook, shook up the RNC. Clearly, the you know Democrat side is just in shambles because, like, literally, who's next? And here we are spitballing that possibly Elizabeth Warren. Like, I'm who's the superstars? You, though, 
dude, their thinking is, their thinking is just think with, um, you know, well, this, this program failed because we didn't throw enough money at it. So they throw more money at it. And that's just a bigger failure with every one of these programs. The left way of thinking is they weren't left enough. So now they're going to go further left. And I think that they're scrambling. I think that Trump, he, he turned both parties upside down, dude. Single handedly turned them both upside down. The GOP is starting to move towards Trump, right? Well, they, they have no choice. They have to move towards the president, right? Watching Paul to. Ryan do that like 24 hours after he won, it was just like, wow, look at oh, this guy. Oh, kissing ass. Let, let, like, me give you, let me give you a tour. Let me point stuff out to you here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. They refused but, to campaign for him. And like, yeah, I saw it pointing shit out. I was like, oh, wow, this is insane. Yeah, absolutely. You're my, you're my new master. So, all right. Obama, too. Thing. It was like, shit, how crazy shit changed. I mean, it's still yeah, but surreal. The, but the left... But the left is going to go further left because they didn't think they were left enough, and they're going to piss the American people off even more, dude. Well, and I think it's going to be that with a vengeance to as a as a revenge because they're so will still be pissed about Hillary losing and Trump being in because you know even in four years, like you said, they're going to come back and come back with a vengeance in my opinion. But they have to pick the right you know quote unquote kind of superstar because like I said the the formula has changed. We're not going for uh you know. The tie's got to come off. Like, you know, you got to speak a little bit more loose and, you know, maybe drop an F-bomb. I mean, not literally, but, you know, the, the, what we're looking for is just uh, is different in our political candidates. And and good for that shit, man. Like I said, we need to get your butt up in the mix, man. It's it's time. You could win yourself a Senate seat or a House seat, brother. I can almost guarantee you. I got a three-year plan. I got to I got to complete some things first. <laughs> three-year brother. plan. I like it. I like it. We'll have to talk about that. I have to hear more about this three-year plan. Yeah, so, but, yeah, I think I think Trump's going in the right direction on some things. And, you know, um, in another interview that he did with 60 Minutes, he, <laughs> I saw I saw a Twitter post. Somebody asked, um, how long is the interview? And the guy goes, dude, the show's called 60 Minutes. <laughs> it's like, what a retard. Um, but it, in that interview, um, you know, they're talking about uh, gay marriage. Are you still going to reverse that? He goes, it's already been, come on. Yeah, and the courts and the courts already decided on 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 abortion, Roe versus Wade. He goes, no. He goes, am I gonna am I gonna put conservative judges in? Absolutely. He goes, but that's not the purpose. Okay, the purpose is not to to overturn abortion and everything. It's it's people are gonna do it no matter what. If it's illegal, they were doing it when it was illegal, yeah. right? And, and, dying, and yeah, and women were dying because of it. So people are gonna do whatever the hell they want, um, no matter what the law is in that in that sense. If they if they feel like they have to, and so I think he he really understands, dude. He's he's a lot smarter than he talks anyway. He's some really stupid shit while he was running, but he's a lot smarter than that, and he recognizes um, what he can do in his legacy. I mean, he's a he's a billionaire. Um, you know that that uh, all of that stuff is is not a big deal to him anymore. He's always going to have money now. Um, now it's I want to be remembered as doing something great for my country and and turn it around e- economically and bring it back to a constitutional uh, republic as much as I can before I'm gone. Right. Exactly. Well, I mean, and it's so desperate. I mean, even the, some of the cats who I, ho- I hope we're going to get him on. I don't want to drop his name, but we will get him on here in a couple weeks. Um, and others that I listened to, it's, and we've even talked about it. <clears throat> this was a referendum on globalism versus basically nationalism of sorts. And we desperately kind of need a, a sort of nationalism right now because we are being bled. We are, our country is being extracted financially in so many different forms. And in, 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 in any way for this country to still exist in the way we have it, we almost need something like a Trump to put the kibosh on your NAFTA, your GATT, your World Trade well, think, Organization. Think about what you just said, what you just said, Ford decided not to go to Mexico with the, with the production of its um, trucks, I believe it was. They decided to go to Ohio. So think of that. Just that right there, the first move by a major company um, to manufacture uh, more of their vehicles in Ohio. So putting more people to work, you know, starting the wheels up on, on, on the uh, factories in Ohio. It's already starting to happen, and the economy is definitely going to come to life because of it. Well, yeah, that's what I'm anxious to see, man. I think once I'll be anxious to see if Trump really starts creating substance. So people start getting past, like completely forget rearview mirror, his brass style and dumb shit he says, and starts realizing, look, this is functional. This dude is it's working. Like he is, you know, creating jobs and, 
you know, helping people out, putting more money in people's pockets, and et cetera, et cetera. So I'd be anxious to see if, uh, if, if he slowly goes the globalist route or if he goes as hard as he says about, like, you know, putting the kibosh on that stuff from an economic standpoint and trade standpoint. I don't think he's going to go the globalist route, buddy. I think, I don't I, think I've so faith, either. I've got I faith in the guy. Yeah. So, I mean, I do too. I mean, at this point, we almost have to. We do have to. So I'll be anxious to see, man. We got, uh, we got four years, baby. Yeah, and then the the uh, the left wing media is full on pissed off. You can tell because they're lying through their teeth about so many things. Just like I was saying, Stephen Bannon from Breitbart, who was um, appointed in his cabinet right off the bat, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Bannon is being called an anti semite and all these other things I have heard. By, by mainstream media. I I just want to say to Don Lemon and these other morons that are that are piping this stuff out to people. Dude, Bannon has three daughters that are married to Jewish guys. He's got Jewish grandchildren, you fucking morons. You know, so, you know, this is the kind of stuff, the hit jobs that they're doing on people that's complete bullshit, and people have to recognize it. they got to do the research on their own. Yeah. Um, well, and this election listen. proves that to be the case as far as elections and polls and focus groups. You know, CNN, there should be a moratorium on CNN for the, for the duration of the Trump presidency. I mean, they should just be shut down for a minute because... The shit they were spewing, I mean, my God. Well, this the whole Donna Brazil business, it be, <clears throat> became so, so just painful that here's they how, were. I'm sorry, here's how, yeah, here's how moronic they are over at CNN and MSNBC in the bubble they live in. Dude, after the election, they're ra- And the following day, and the following day. And Hold on, say that again. You broke, up. you broke up because, there. Oh, I was just saying that the. The uh, MSNBC and CNN morons were seeing their ratings go through the roof after the election, right? And now they're going to start tapering off. You know why their you know why their numbers, their Nielsen ratings went through the roof after the right after the election and the next few days after? Because they wanted to see them t- with egg on their face. People because all in. the conservatives, I was switching over to it, dude. I I was switching over and just sipping a glass of wine, going, "This is fucking awesome. <laughs> this is." They were, they were losing their shit, dude. They were losing their shit. There is no longer any, any. I mean, it was if, great. It was good. The the media is just not the media. It's dead, dude. It's it's dead now. If Trump turns into a bad guy, we're going to talk about it on here. Of course, you know, we're not pro Trump. We're we're pro Constitution and, and pro doing the right thing. Yeah, right? I'm an equal opportunity roaster. I you know believe absolutely, me. absolutely, and the, and. You know the the media. You know they're being fed by by someone else, right? So they can't do what we do. Of course, that's why it's Until, awesome what, doing what dude, we do. Dude, what happens if somebody offers us massive amounts of money and we have to talk like like Don Lemon? It won't happen, dude. It won't, I mean, <laughs> there's, there's just no way, dude. You know what I mean? Are you, saying, are you saying we're not good enough? Are you saying of, we're not that's good shit, enough? hell no. That's not even the case, dude. But there's just no there's no Faustian deal going on here, man. There's no deal with the devil that's gonna happen. I don't care how much money, bro. That was just a check. I had to throw a check on you, bud. Oh hell yeah, dude. There's you know, <laughs> there's no million dollar man. Everybody's got a price over here, brother. Not even close. So how long does it take for for Trump to get over and meet with Putin? I don't know. We'll see. When's I mean, when he gets inaugurated in January, when's the next like G summit or one of the big uh, you know where they I think all it link happens up before then, dude. Well, I yeah, think he meets with Putin. I think he meets with Putin before then. Before he gets in, I think there's a chance of it. Yeah. Huh. I would be. Well, I mean, I, I just wonder if that would people. I wonder if that would be like bad form. You know, what I mean, like, hey, wait for wait for dude to get out before you go over there and start talking politics. Well, I don't know if it'd be bad form. I think it'd be, hey, um, no matter what happens over there, if 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 one of our planes gets shot down or your plane gets shot down, let's let's let cooler heads prevail, dude. Well, yeah, and that is the other I'm, thing, bro. Because I'm coming, and I don't want to go to war with you. And that, yeah, we he has until January 20th, man. We have a lot of time for. Other shit to go down because, like I said in other episodes, he won, but that establishment boy, I, you know, right? They ain't done. They ain't dead. And what is the provision that could possibly allow for Bernie Sanders to slide in? When? What is the provision? There's there's a provision. Somebody was talking about some crazy way um, that somebody like Sanders could be slid in, and I thought, no way, you're you're crazy. And I, I mean, thought maybe you. You had a chance to read about that. I mean, as far as like uh, whatever line of succession, 
like now that he's like actually now. president or you know because he was a democratic nominee or whatever now yeah because because he got i think he got robbed and they they know it right oh yeah i don't know i mean i don't know yeah like i said i don't know the provision to uh i mean that's what i'm saying like th- these things still need to be <laughs> adjudicated man like hillary still needs to get investigated the dnc that's what's so crazy and so schizophrenic about us, bro. Like, as a country, we every four years get into this pendulum, and you know, like right now, we hear during the election all this dirt on these people. Now that he's won, he's like, yeah, no, you know, we'll just let him right after the sunset and keep molesting children and you know, fucking washing money and drugs and whatever they're into. It's just like, what? This goes back to the no accountability, in my opinion. I, I really don't think that's going to be the case, though. I really don't. You think something's going to come of all this stuff eventually? I- Absolutely. I, re- I really think that... Uh, well, yeah, the FBI investigation of the Clinton Foundation is still going on, right? Yeah, and and, and, the, CEO, and the CEO is still missing. Yeah, I was just going to ask, is he still gone? Oh, my goodness. The CEO is still gone. October 12th, still his, his last... Uh, that's more than a month, dude, that nobody's heard from him. That's weird. Where, where is that dude? It's not weird. I mean, he, knows he's going, he knows he's going down, dude. Well, I mean, yeah, it just when I say weird, it's like it just is, is if they're trying to make it seem like there's nothing to see here, that's not a good look when your CEO is gone for a month, just inconspicuous. Yeah, he's still messing. So we've got uh, Trump is president. The economy is going to turn around. You watch. It's either that or now we saw the we saw the stock market explode the past week, right? Oh, which is another thing I found very interesting. Yeah. Is it uh, does the bottom fall out on it on purpose? Do the do the uh, what was just interesting? It was like that, that. It was like Brexit reaction. Like, at, of course, that next day everything melted down, but in the subsequent days everything just chilled out. And in yeah. this case, it, they didn't even global markets kind of melted down. But here we were up like what one two hundred that next day, and the two hundred the next day after that. It was like right, right. Yesterday, I believe it finished the highest it ever has. Yeah, exactly. Right. Which is just that's a telltale sign, man. I mean, which is interesting again, man. Does this mean? Global markets are shifting and realizing there is a pause in kind of their agenda and kind of maybe, all right, let's, in, let's look at what's going on and what's about to start going on in America as far as, you know, investment in companies from energy to, you know, infrastructure. Yeah, things are going to light back up. Things are going to light back up. So um, also more news on, on Trump cabinet people. Um, there's talk of Trey Gowdy being brought in, right? As I'd like to see him as attorney general. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to get that or not. Is it Giuliani that got put in that already? That's what I was saying when we had Ken on. Is it, this is kind of conversation right now, so nothing's been official, but it looks like. If you have Trey Gowdy as Attorney General Hillary's or as the head of the Department of Justice, oh, man. Think think of the ass-kicking people are going to get from that guy. Right. I mean, I, I would never want to have that guy answering questions uh, that that guy's asking. So, I'd have to be on. I'd have to be on some serious uh, relaxants. <laughs> it's a little Xanax here or there. So are they done? I mean, are they not going to call? Are they done with Hillary now? Was all that stuff investigations for two years? We got stuff for two years to investigate. Is that was that all contingent on her winning, or is she still possibly going to be called before Congress because of this stuff? I, you know what? I don't think they even need to call her anymore. I think they, I think they can. You know, if if we have good relations with Russia. And Hillary's CEO is over there hiding. You don't think Putin's going to hand him over, right? Yeah, a globalist, a globalist puppet, a puppet of the puppet, right? Putin's like, I don't want this rat in my country. Exactly. Right? He'll turn him over. We'll see, man. We'll. Be, I mean, like I said, this is chestnut checkers. So I'll be very, very the players in the game. It'll be interesting to see who. Uh, how this shakes up, man, because, you know, the global stage is still the global stage. There is still, you know, the encircling of Russia and the South China Sea and, you know, there's Africa. But there's still a lot going on, man. I'll be anxious to see how Mr. Trump handles this. President-elect yeah. Trump. Absolutely. And, um, you know, the one thing that I heard, um, which seemed pretty legitimate, is that um, Hillary was not only um, losing her mind after the election, when she lost, but she was actually violent with her staffers. <laughs> <laughs> not, I'm trying not to laugh at it, but can you, 
Can you? I mean, yeah. Look at how freaked out the CNN crew were. Look at freaked out how people around college campuses and kids all over protesting were. Imagine Hillary Clinton and being next to her while she just melted down. (laughs) To be a fly on the wall, brother. Oh, it's it's. But you know, it's it's so many people thinking that she should have been elected simply because she was a woman, right? That's that's insane. And it's obvious the women didn't show up and vote for her, did? That's obvious. Yeah, that's interesting right? too. Statistically, I noticed that. I found that interesting. I mean, because people yeah. know, dude. It was just, uh, come on. It'd be, it's like you know, like my wife was saying. My wife's going, look, uh, I want a woman to be president, and I, you and I have no problem with that if it's the right person. That's, right. It's it comes down to the person, not the gender or color or anything. Yeah. It has nothing to do with it, dude. It's just. The, the right character to be in that job who's going to truly do the right thing. Um, and she was obviously, by, American, by the, um, the American moral standards, everybody that had educated themselves on what she was up to all these years went, no, yeah. we can't have this, man. This is bad, bad, bad. It, it just got to be too much, man. I mean, regardless of the FBI opened the case, closed the case or whatever, people just like saw through it and was like, this is just too much, man. If you were reading half them damn emails, it's like, all right, dude, this is... <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the, the mainstream media didn't really report. I mean, they did talk Podesta emails and this and that, but they never got into those spirit parties and the the kid stuff at all, which is, you know... Dude, think if you're, dude think if you're Bashar al-Assad right now. You're thinking to yourself, ooh, for those people that don't know, Bashar al-Assad is the president of Syria is sitting there going, man, I just got to make it to January 20th, dude. Right, exactly. I just got to get to January 20th, and ISIS is going to get, hopefully Trump's going to follow through, defund them, pull the plug on them, whack them, uh, assist assist Putin in doing that, and Assad's going to be able to, to, you know, stay as president of the country. Or, you know, they Trump and Putin both talk and say, hey, just let's, let's pull him out of there. You know, let's keep him alive, whatever. He can do what he wants. But um, but I, I know he's sitting there going, oh, he's counting the days, dude. He's got a chalkboard yeah. out. He's oh, scraping yeah. off the days. Well, I mean, you still got, if we do pull our funds out, you know, you still got, you know, Israel, Saudi Arabia, Qatar. You know, you still got some other players out there keeping that that's in motion. The thing. See, that's the thing, though. Think about this. If, if President Trump says uh, to Saudi Arabia, Qatar, all those other countries, look, you guys just got big arms deals from Obama. And this administration, that's not going to happen if ISIS continues, right? You guys yeah. are done. You guys are done. Exactly. Okay? There's not going to be one more M1 Abrams or a Bradley uh, armored personnel carrier, not one more bullet coming your way. So you guys are on your own. So right. you might want to think about this shit. And that, it's it's going to be a big shakeup, man. And it's, uh, it's interesting because he's getting briefings, man. He's getting intelligence briefings and – it's interesting because I don't know who in the Joint Chiefs or the Pentagon or the CIA, like who is the kind of mastermind on our end of putting this into play because, you know, there's a lot of money in war. There's a lot of people in these positions of power who want to keep the war going because war is power, you know, money and power, et cetera. So right. I'm, I'm wondering if he's going to be up against, you know, almost kind of how JFK was in a certain fashion, up against his own military when it comes to like Vietnam and sort of not wanting to intervene, et cetera, et cetera. Will we actually see how it plays out, brother? Well, when you think about it, NATO could do something on its own um, to start another conflict, and then Trump's like, "Shit, I got to send people in." True. Yeah. Right. That's that's the way I foresee it going down. Is NATO's going to pull some shit? That's true. And, that's definitely one to that, look out. Then for. Trump's got to make a decision, and Trump either goes, "All right, we're in," or go, "You know what, NATO? Fuck you. We're the ones that fund you." Yeah. Uh, along with you know Middle Eastern countries with oil and stuff like that, and and some of the other European nations, but. You know, at that point, Trump could go, you know what, NATO's no more. We're done with your shit. Well, and if, if Trump knows what's up, you know, NATO's just kind of the official wing of this kind of proxy army, if you will, That's that has been, you know, the function of it is to kind of, even though it is, you know, North Atlantic Treaty Organization, it's it's been encircling Russia. It's part of this encirclement. You know, you know, a lot of these former Russian uh, Soviet countries joining NATO, that's a huge deal for, obviously, Russia. So, you know, um, if if Trump has a good relationship with Putin... He's probably going to better see through, I think, a lot of these, like you're talking about, uh, NATO provocations, which I think you're correct, bro. I think that is going to be uh, a big avenue where some of this stuff comes from. Yeah, that's how it goes down. NATO shoots down a Russian uh, Russian plane. Um, yeah. You know, a NATO conflict on the border of Russia with Russian troops, whatever. 
they've been calling for that no-fly zone. At least Hillary was, and so obviously that's not going to happen through Hillary, but maybe through these other, other you know, global. Well, that the you know that uh, the president really is the only one that can say that, right? What's that? A no-fly zone. I don't. NATO. NATO doesn't have the power. Oh, okay. To, to declare that. I mean, I don't even know the a... president has the power to declare a no-fly zone in another country. That sounds fucking weird. <laughs> you know I mean, that's like the president of China saying, "Ah, no fly zone over fucking Cleveland." It's like, what? <laughs> it just sounds weird. You know what I mean? Where do we get the freaking gall to start telling people where they can fly in their own shit? Oh, I know, dude. I know. I know what you're saying. So, you, uh, you got anything else, tough guy? Uh, I think I am good, man. Um, we'll just see. Um, next week we're gonna probably start steering a little bit away from the election madness and Hillary Clinton. We're gonna. Start talking some other conspiratorial goodness, which I'll just tease it with that right there and leave that right there. And uh, dude, we we made it through the election and averted we averted disaster. And we're alive, brother. And I don't know if you saw the most recent Google Analytics, ladies and gentlemen. We are just blowing up and all over, man. Russia, China, Finland, Sweden, Belarus, Kazakhstan, Croatia. I mean, it's everywhere, man. The conspiracy farm is. It's making a global footprint, my friend. It is, and it's it's cool to see that my uh, where my family is originally from. I, obviously, I'm American, but uh, Croatia. Yes, sir. And, and uh, I think that that's that's pretty amazing that my fellow Croats over there are checking us out. And, and we're big hit in Europe, man. You got Germany, Austria, Switzerland. Well, they're they're sick of what's going on over there, buddy. Yeah, they're listening yeah, to yeah. us. Finn, hey, maybe, like said, maybe maybe we'll help with the revolution over there. You know, I have some family, or yeah, pretty much family that lives in Norway, man. I've, I've been wanting to check that out, and Norway here is a fan as well. So that'd be awesome. We should go, when we get a huge dollars, brother, we need to go on a world tour and just, like, give all our love to all of our fans throughout the world. The Conspiracy Farm Freedom Tour. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. You want to give a shout-out to our sponsors, or you want me to do that, buddy? Go for it, my man. All right, from, uh, from uh, Firehorse Combatives. Uh, trainers of law enforcement and military. That's my partner in my company, of course. Iowa Bison, which is mm -hmm. the best blow steak away. Please go to Iowa Bison, uh, Iowa Bison, Google search it, check it out. IowaBison.com. Yep, IowaBison.com. Stuff's amazing. I've got the hot dogs. I've got the steaks. I've got oh, the man, he gave me the hot dogs, the chili cheese hot dogs, bro. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I told, I hit him up. I was like, dude, that was that was some good stuff right there, man. It was delicious. And uh, C4 Concealed Carry Clothing Company, good mm -hmm. stuff. Good stuff. There. And, and it's me speaking to you. A podcast done by Jeffrey Wilson. My yeah, girl. check him out. That's a cool That's fella. Funny. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, and always thank you, Champ. We'll stay in touch. And uh, until next week. <laughs>